0: This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Tuesday was one of those nightmares when it seemed like some sinister outside force was pushing everybody out of the markets. And no, we're not talking about the funds being the boogeyman. Fund managers were among those being scared out. Everything was down. The stock market, gold, silver, energies, grains, livestock. The only outside market that was up was the dollar, and that was actually another bearish factor. So what was the boogeyman? A good candidate would be the loss of confidence in the post-pandemic economic recovery in general. After last Friday's stunningly disappointing jobs report, that triggered a major feature in yesterday's Wall Street Journal that summed up the sudden loss of confidence. That headline read, The U.S. expected an economic takeoff. It got a September slowdown. Here's a quick summary. Earlier this summer, many economists saw the week of Labor Day as the moment when the economic recovery would kick into high gear. Their expectation was that widespread vaccinations would ease labor shortages. Schools and offices would reopen, which would mean a comeback for local businesses reliant on office workers. Travel would rebound. Instead, the rise of COVID's Delta variant has the nation tapping the brakes. Businesses and consumers are reworking plans to adjust to renewed mask mandates, travel restrictions, event cancellations, and delayed office reopenings. Consumers are pulling back on purchases and employers have slowed hiring. Economists are downgrading their forecasts. An annual GDP growth of 6% is still extremely fast for the United States. While it reflects a comparison to an unusual year because of lockdowns in 2020, it would mark a 37-year high, well ahead of the 2.3% average annual growth recorded from 2010 through 2019. However, Uh economists and executives worried that additional shocks could further slow the expansion. Economists don't expect the variant to push the U.S. back into recession, but the loss of steam could prolong the recovery of the millions of jobs lost during the pandemic, leaving many on the labor market sidelines and continue to hobble businesses unable to grow and unwilling to invest amid fresh uncertainty. At the same time, that dampening effect could ease inflation pressures if it reduces consumer demand. We put that last line in boldface because it's key to what we saw in commodities, a loss of confidence that DEMAND is going to continue growing. That's become a vital complement to tightening global stocks in corn, wheat, and soybeans. Couple that with expectations for a modest upturn in stocks outlook in Friday's September WASD, and you had a bearish perfect storm, perpetuating the risk-off attitude that preceded the long weekend. The weekly export inspections fell within the range of pre-release estimates, but then that didn't mean much because the expectations were lower to start with due to the Gulf shutdown. There's been no further update from the Port of New Orleans website, but Energy, the dominant provider of electricity in the region, said that it restored power to 80% of its large customers, which surely include Gulf export terminals. Fund liquidation was a huge factor. DTN reported funds alone sold more than 16,000 contracts in corn. Heavy fund selling was noted in beans, wheat, cattle, and hogs as well. After the close, the USDA released its weekly crop progress and crop conditions, and even those traders were looking for a point or so gain in corn rated good to excellent. It actually dipped a point to 59% from last week's 60 and a year ago rating of 61%. The state-by-state changes were scrambled. Eight of the 18 states that count for 92% of total U.S. acreage showed a little improvement, while six showed deterioration, and the remaining four showed no change either way. What was noteworthy to us is that five of six states that showed declining ratings were in the eastern Corn Belt, where stellar yields are expected to generate a near-record yield despite subpar yields likely west of the Mississippi. The most important observation is that big gap between this year's ratings and last year's ratings which has closed significantly during August with this year's crop rated good to excellent now just two points behind last year and the portion rated poor to very poor no longer any worse than last year. Turning to soybeans, the trade got the 1% improvement that it was expecting a 57% good to excellent rating compared to 56% the pre-prior but also compared to 65% a year ago at this time. Some in the trade are expecting a higher yielding soybean crop despite much lower crop condition ratings than a year ago. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information and marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.